Welcome to the Beacon Broadcast from Beacon Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina, featuring expositional Bible teaching by Pastor Greg Barkman. If you'd like to correspond with the Beacon Broadcast, or if you wish to support this radio ministry, write to The Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201, or find us on the web at beaconbaptist.com beaconbaptist.com The Beacon Broadcast is supported in part by the gifts of faithful listeners. Now with today's message from God's Word, here is Greg Barkman. I have learned as a pastor over the years that one of the biggest areas of difficulty for the people of God is strained or broken personal relationships. Obviously, there are all kinds of trials that we have to face, and many of them are difficult. Health problems can be exceedingly difficult. Death of a loved one can also be exceedingly difficult. Financial difficulties can be very difficult. But I suspect that broken relationships can come very close to the top of the list. I suppose it depends on the person and the exact circumstances, but I think in many cases, the greatest source of sorrow, the greatest source of turmoil, the greatest loss of peace in the hearts of God's people comes because of relationships that are broken or badly strained, and there doesn't seem to be any way to get it fixed. Sometimes people don't even try to fix them, and other times people do, but without success. And so there we go, and we bear those difficulties on after uh, week after week and month after month. So it should be no surprise that the Apostle Paul himself had similar difficulties. After all, he was a human being. After all, he was related to other Christians in various churches. And human nature is human nature. And so he faced the difficulty of broken relationships just like we do. And we learn that when we come to verses 11, 12, and 13 in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, where Paul outpours his heart to the Corinthian Christians because of strained relationships. And It gives us some real insight into the heart of the Apostle Paul, and it also gives us insight into how to establish, how to repair, how to maintain good relationships with other believers. So we will continue to pursue this subject on this Monday, March 13. We are thankful that you were able to join us today. And we are very grateful for those whose financial gifts keep us teaching God's Word on this station. O Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 6.11, O Corinthians, we have spoken openly to you. Our heart is wide open. You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted by your own affections. Now, in return for the same, I speak as to children, 
you also be open. To review quickly, because we've already covered most of these verses, though we still have a ways to go today, but we see Paul's attitude in verse 11 toward the Corinthians, and it is intensely warm and affectionately loving. He had an open heart toward them. He had a heart of love toward them. But we learn in verse 12 that their attitude toward Paul was very different from his toward them. They were rather cold and indifferent and unresponsive to Paul's love, and they were hindered by misguided affections. You have re, you are restricted by your own affections. Which brings us, therefore, to that statement of verse 13, which is basically to teach us what is the proper attitude. The proper attitude that the Corinthians should have had to the Apostle Paul, and indeed the proper attitude that all of us ought to have toward other brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. Now, in return for the same, he says, I speak as to children, you also be open. In return for the same, that is, in return for my open heart toward you, in return for my love toward you, in return for that, this is what I would hope, would, would actually expect, would come for you from you, and that is a similar response, a similar attitude toward me as I have toward you. And remember, when he said, I speak as to you as to children, he's not saying I'm talking to immature people. He's using that term in terms of his relationship to them. They were his spiritual children. And so he says, I speak to you as to my spiritual children. This is what I am looking for. This is really what I expect from people that I have this kind of relationship with. You're not only my brothers and sisters in Christ, but there's a special relationship. You are my spiritual children because your status as a Christian is owing to my labors in your city on your behalf, my preaching the gospel to you. Many of you have come to Christ by my ministry directly, and others have come to Christ because of the church in Corinth, which I founded. And therefore, you are my spiritual children, so what's the appropriate action that you ought to have toward me? Again, in verse 13, now in return for the same, the return for the same of my attitude toward you, I speak as to children because of this special relationship that we have, you also be open. Open your hearts to me as I have to you. That's what the word also means. Also, as I have toward you, you also should be toward me. As children ought to return the love of their father, would we all agree, or their mother, I am anticipating that you will show yourselves to be my children by your affectionate return of my love to you. And, and that's the way it goes, of course, when you're using the parent-child analogy that Paul is using here. Parents demonstrate their love to their children before children are capable of extending their love in return, but children learn to do that because of the love of their parents. In a sinful world where some parents, unfortunately, are not loving toward their children, 
their children may not return love to them. Well, they can't return something that hasn't been given. Their children may not show love to the parents when the parents have not shown love to the children. But in a good, healthy family where parents love their children and demonstrate their love to the children, what would you expect to happen? What will almost invariably happen? The children will return their parents' love to the parents. They will love the parents in return. Paul says, I love you. You are my children, so I'm expecting you to love me in return. Just as what we call filial love is a natural response to paternal love, that is the love of children toward their fathers or toward their parents, a filial love is the natural response of children to their parents. So, warm Christian love would normally be the response of spiritual children to their spiritual fathers. And so Paul says, that's what you need to do. In return for the same, you also be open. And when he says that, he doesn't say, I'm hoping you will be. I really think you ought to be. It is actually an imperative. He's telling them, this is what you need to do. It's an instruction. It's an appeal, of course, a very tender appeal, but it is an instruction. This is the right thing to do, therefore do it. In other words, whether you feel like it or not. Deal with hindering considerations, whatever they may be. They didn't, they didn't start with me. I didn't generate them. They're on your end, so deal with them. Reject the false insinuations of others that may have caused you to have a wrong attitude toward me. Break relationships with error. If you've been listening to false teachers and their deliberate attempt to undermine my relationship with you, you deal with these things. Judge righteous judgments. Don't judge according to appearances, but judge according to truth. Judge according to the Word of God. Do what you know to be right. As your spiritual father, I have demonstrated nothing but love to you and nothing but open affection to you. I haven't been hiding anything at all. I've been very open and loving toward you. Now, you do the same. And folks... We can see how how all of that works with the Apostle Paul, and I think we're all nodding our heads in agreement. Yes, yes, that's the way it ought to be. Folks, that's the way we ought to be to our brothers and sisters in Christ. It is not a suggestion by God that we love the brethren. It is a command. It is also a manifestation of genuine salvation. Those who love Christ... Love the others who belong to Christ. As Christ has saved you, and you love Christ for that reason, so Christ has saved others and brought them into the same family, and you love them for that family relationship. And if you're having difficulty with that, and sometimes we do, of course, there are difficulties, there are strained relationships that arise. What's that little ditty? To live above with saints we love, oh, that will be glory. To live below with saints we know, now that's another story. Sometimes it is, but listen to the words of the Apostle Paul. He's telling us how to deal with that. And how to deal with it is, do what's right. 
love your brothers. You also be open. Deal with whatever it is that is keeping you from having a right relationship with your brother or sister in Christ. You who, are you listening to me? This is getting right down to brass tacks, isn't it? Right down to where we live. Because as I'm talking to you, no doubt you are thinking about some particular individual or more than one in your church, in your circle of Christian fellowship, with whom you have a strained relationship. And it very well may be that what you have been doing is sitting back and saying, well, they ought to make that right. After all, they did this, they did that, and maybe they did. And yes, they should make it right. But the ball's in your court. Really, the ball's in both courts, isn't it? It's not that the ball is totally in your court and totally in their court, but you you can't do their work for them, but you can do your work for you. In other words, you can't You can't do what they ought to do. They have to do that. God has to prompt them to do that. But you can do what you ought to do. You have a responsibility. If everybody sits back and waits for the other person to do what they think the other person ought to do, and nobody will take the initiative to do what they ought to do, then guess how many of these broken relationships are going to get mended? Not very many. But here we have a command. An instruction, which is really just a reminder of other commands in a similar vein that are found in Scripture of how all believers are to act toward one another in the body of Christ. And so, you do what's right. You reach out in love. You overlook offenses. You be willing to forgive. You turn the other cheek. You take the initiative. You be open and loving toward that other person and leave it between them and God as to what they do and how they respond. But you do right and just see what the Lord may do. Until tomorrow at the same time, Greg Barkman saying good day. May God give you his eternal peace.